It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And the red zone has been a problem for this team for the better part of this season, John. Yeah, and it's... I, I can't really put my finger on that either, but if I, if I remember correctly, there's four turnovers that have happened in the red zone thus far this year. Three of them, you know, I'd say it coming from Nick Foles. Uh, so I, I think that is definitely a part of that percentage there. I think there is times where Chip Kelly's play calling is a little off, you know, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, some of the stuff that was working last year just isn't working, and maybe that's because of tape, maybe that's because of personnel, maybe that's in confidence of what you know he has going forward here too. But um, yeah, I can't I can't figure it out. Uh, I saw it in Indianapolis; it kind of started there and just kind of trickled down. But it's getting better, so <laughs> it's just there's I I think that should have been, and again because the, the the execution is what killed it. Uh, yesterday, that that should have been twenty-one to seven. I don't think at that point you would have had Nick throw all those passes. You could kind of change uh, different things up, and yeah, it just it stopped all the momentum. So uh, I, I can't figure out exactly what's happening with the red zone, but um, a lot of that has to do with turnovers and execution. Well, you mentioned Kelsey, and uh, Chip Kelly addressed that situation on his press conference earlier today, and he said they're not going to rush him coming back. What are you hearing as far as a time frame. Uh, we're looking at one more week, uh, two more weeks to possibly get him back on the line. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rush it either. I mean, as far as uh, there's a, there's a part of me that respects. Obviously, you have to respect that Houston front seven uh, to a point. What you don't have to respect is their secondary. So uh, again, it's it's basically. I feel like it's going to be the, the same kind of game plan, even though that might <laughs> make some people upset here. But 
I think you wait another week if he really can't go. Um, he's been listed on the, you know, the injury list now is questionable, so that's always a good sign. Um, Evan Mathis also had the same kind of early timetable return. I would wait until Carolina on that Monday night matchup to make sure that everybody's okay. Um, just like, uh, they did with kind of Michael, Michael Kendricks yesterday. They, they kind of rolled him in there. You could tell he wasn't a hundred percent, but they had him in there on dime packages to help out to cover. Um, and he, you know, played, played good. The, the inside linebackers as well played good yesterday that were filling in there. Nacho and, uh, Matthews again kind of <clears throat> second there. D'Amico Ryan's played really well. So the depth is, is helping. It's plugging holes. I don't see a need to, uh, rush it in there because it's really not the problem anymore. Um, it's just turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. I'm going to say it a million times because it's, we're at 19, you know, on a, on a huge pace. Um, here in uh, Foles alone has 12. So it's you got to stop turning over the ball. Everything else will work out fine if that just happens. Yeah, uh, there are a lot of places where you want to lead the league. Uh, turnovers is not one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nate Allen, he got torched by John Brown. In that kind of situation, you can't let the wide out get behind you when you're looking at a two-minute drill, a minute and a half, whatever the time frame was left when Carson Palmer threw that bomb uh, to the to the rookie, John Brown. You can't let that guy get behind you. Yeah, that's and it's so terrible, too, because he had an amazing strip of Andre Ellington earlier in the game. Leading up to it, there's a lot of discussion, like, you know, are, are the Eagles potentially looking for a, a safety? That was kind of the rumor that was... Coming out, are they looking for another wide receiver? Vincent Jackson's name, you know, keeps popping up here. Um, and it just kind of puts the amplifier on it, especially when it's the, the game winning touchdown. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, why even bite on the bite on it? It's, it's third and five. If they end up hitting it, great. Keep it going, you know. Uh, but it's just one of those things that he always falls for. He always is looking to make that, that play and he always gets burnt by it, especially from, uh, a guy with that much speed to get behind there. I just, I, I, I don't know what he was thinking. And the, the air just kind of left uh, all the, all the goodness kind of left out uh, after that happened. So I don't know what they're going to do there. I, you know, Chip Kelly said today that the rumors are kind of silly and it, it's not going to happen. But if I know Howie, he likes these in-season trades because it's created an immense value because nobody else is, really attacking it so you can get players at a lower price because not there's not a lot of people that do it now chip is a big guy on continuity um and we said on bgn radio today obviously that the only guy that wasn't there for otas and training camp was cody parkey and obviously we all know why mm-hmm. he's here who, who again had a, 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 a that gets overshadowed too 54 yards under that kind of pressure and uh, nailed it yesterday for the kind of go ahead or big at least to maintain the scoring yeah, I would like him to do something. Um, I just don't think this team is quite there yet. And I don't know if that's going to take a little more time. Um, but definitely a guy like Vincent Jackson, if you can get him for the right place of a fourth or a conditional fifth or something like that, uh, or, or a safety. Because the other thing that's troubling, too, is the guy that's supposed to take over for Nate Allen, Earl Wolf, has been non-existent ever since they drafted him. You know, he, he showed flashes in his rookie year. Uh, and then he ends up getting hurt and never kind of, I don't know, took off. Um, so I, I would say those rumors are somewhat true, uh, despite Chip uh, denying them because 
that's that can't happen anymore. So there needs to be some stability next to uh, Malcolm Jenkins uh, going forward. Right, and and what you talked about, you know, about the propensity to make a move, you know, uh, middle of the season like this, also shows the team that you know the front office is paying attention. And they're not going to be complacent. If a change needs to be made, it needs to be made. And that, I think, is going to, I don't want to say energize the team to a certain extent, but it's certainly going to have their attention. Sure. And I just don't, yeah, and I guess that's, I don't know if that's the fan in me wanting that to happen or looking at it and say, hey, this isn't going to work. But as I could say, I could point to Nick Foles right now and say, that's probably not going to win you a playoff game either, but. I don't see them making the change of quarterback anymore. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait a minute. You were on that bandwagon here about four or five weeks ago. Have, have you, are, are you dragging your feet now behind that bandwagon? Is that what's going on? I think it's, I think this is, this kind of just wakes everybody's eyes up of like, you really, you can't pay him long term. You really can't. Yeah. It's too, it's too inconsistent. The, the pull, I mean, I, I thought the ceiling would be 16 turnovers max. Like, if you can show me that for the entire season, then I understand. Regression's going to come. But when you're almost there and it's not halfway through the season yet, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. That's, that's like the polar opposite of regression. That's, that's not even a, a flicker of what Nick Foles was last year. And, again, it's frustrating because the, the, the backpedaling. Um, the offensive line picked up the blitzes great yesterday. And, uh, and they had a lot of blitzes to pick up, too. Oh yeah, Tom. they were. They kept coming. Todd Boyle's our old friend. Just you know, those those a gap blitz. But it looked like what the it Eagles. Up. It looked like what the Eagles used to do here, uh, like four or five years ago, when they had a different different defensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. When Jim yeah. Johnson was yeah, there, that's, exactly. That's, that's exactly what you do. The the and and they have talented corners to do that. So, uh, but that was what was most impressive, and get lost all in the shuffle again. Jeremy Macklin had a tremendous day, even before. Deion Buchanan decided to knock out his own teammate along with, you know, uh, Jeremy Macklin there for within Patrick Peterson, and he was phenomenal. I, I thought the wide receiving core did, did great. I thought actually Riley Cooper probably had his best game of the year, too. Um, they were getting open. Uh, Nick was hitting them for the most part, but it's, it's just, again, those, those, those crucial turnovers are, are horrible. Uh, and just like I said, it's, it's such a bad taste in your mouth because Chip Kelly had the right game plan. That was the right thing to do. Because if you take away 13 passes from that ending drive, that's about 49. So on that seven-minute drive leading into the controversial third and inches and all that stuff, if they punch that in, that's a completely different ballgame. That's the reason why you do it. Shady's fresh. Shady's there. The defense is gassed. So it, it worked. It just didn't quite work. Okay, up next is the Houston Texans, another road game uh, for the Eagles. That'll happen next Sunday. Uh, it's an early start for the Eagles. Uh, how do you see that one shaking out right now? Because Houston has been so up and down. Yeah, they're um, it's they're kind of a hard team to, to, to place on. I don't think they're great. Uh, I don't think they're bad. They're, they're, they're right in between there. they got some stars. Obviously, the MVP of the league, in my opinion, J.J. Watt is... Is a is a, a load to deal with. Uh, I think that's even more the reason why you wait on Kelsey and Mathis and stuff like that. Because if they're not quite ready there, and then they got to go up against that guy, and it looks like uh, their Clowney is going to be, you know, ready to rock and roll as well. So that's that's definitely something tough to deal with. Um, that being said, like I said before, I think it's the same kind of game plan. They couldn't cover a turtle in that secondary. They're, they're strictly in dime, dime defense, so their linebackers have a ton of trouble 
that that means big games for guys like Zach Kurtz and uh, Jeremy Macklin again. I, I I think they come out of this one very upset, uh, fired up, and it's one of those games that they just kind of put them to rest and then move on to the next week. So I I see another uh, a stomping coming because of this kind of frustrating loss here. They're a better team than what was shown in Arizona. All right. Uh, a lot of things are going to hinge on what happens, of course, uh, tonight as far as the division goes, uh, with Dallas taking on Washington. Uh, I mean, Washington is just such a mess right now as far as the quarterback is concerned. It looks like Colton McCoy is going to get the start against that defense for Dallas. Uh, granted, it's, it's not the old defense when you had, you know, Randy White and all those guys, but still they have improved so much from last year's absolutely dismal defensive showing. Sure. And I, you know, I, it's going to sound like it's very homerish, but, uh, Dallas for without a doubt, their offense finally came together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they run the ball, they finally, they have one of the best O lines in the league. That's how they're winning games. Their offense is winning them games. That's a lot of what the Eagles did last year. Uh, I still think that that defense is still a little bit of a fraud, only because the offensive teams that they face are are dead last in the league as far as you know points per play and other things like that, and how long they have the ball for, et cetera, et cetera. What they're doing right now, and it's very smart that they're doing, is controlling clock. Demarco Murray's a horse, but Todd, those, those numbers are just unsustainable. There's no way that you can continue 57% of third downs. There's no way DeMarco Murray can carry it 427 times this year. Unless he's Superman and we have it wrong, and then that's one of the best offensive teams we've ever seen in the league. But I, I, they're still a tough team. It, it's really hard that the Eagles lost this game because now it puts all the pressure on those division games. Um, you know, the wild card might be screwed up because they lost to Arizona. They might have to go back there. So Unfortunately, we're all going to have to root for Washington tonight with Colt McCoy, and that just sounds so sad. <laughs> it really but does. Anything the, can happen. The worst part about this whole thing is the fact that we, as Eagles fans, now have to deal with the Dallas Cowboy fans too. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'll tell the Dallas Cowboys this if they're listening: you prove it to us that you can win in December and January, <laughs> and then I will acknowledge that how, how how great the Dallas Cowboys are. <laughs> I'm with you. John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com. Appreciate it, bud. We'll talk next week.